and, and I know I'm going on a rant here, and I apologize for that, but... I would just cut all that shit. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just start. I, I think it was sorry. good that you got it out of all your right, system. Right. I'm sure you feel better now. I feel better. I feel better. Yeah. Welcome to episode 34 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is now the show about getting through this crisis. <laughs> if you are struggling with living through this coronavirus pandemic and looking for tips and strategies on how to make the most out of this difficult time, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our journey of remaking our lives, even in times of crisis, with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. It's, it's a time. These are strange times. I'm in lockdown. Dave, you're in lockdown, right? I've been in lockdown for over a week now. You're in California, so you're not even supposed to leave the house unless there's some sort of... Uh, wh what is the criteria for being able to leave your house, according to your governor, Gavin Newsom? For food and emergencies, basically. Thankfully, you have a dog, so you could walk the dog, but probably... I know in New York, they've limited... You could take a walk, but you can't take a long walk. I live in yeah. Florida, so they're closing everything, but they haven't actually told you not to leave the house. Yeah, and, and you know, you can't even tell somebody to take a hike now, you know, because they can't. You, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. So you tell somebody to take a hike... And they're just going to look at you. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've been going through a, a series of emotions. And, and luckily, you, you maybe not luckily, you may, may have made for a better podcast if you had caught me earlier. But um, I am feeling a lot better today. I've had a couple of back-to-back -back good nights of sleep for the first time since this all started. And... Um, uh, I've, I've been able to actually get into a uh, normal routine today for the first time. Oh, well, congratulations. How much news have you been watching? How much of that have you been digesting and in, in coming at you? You know, I try to watch as little as possible because every time I watch it, it just triggers me. It sends me into a funk or a rage or some sort of negative feeling that I don't want to go through right now. And, and you can't get a clear answer on what the frick is going on. You know, I've been watching a tremendous amount of news. When I'm not watching news, I'm listening to news. I find it all fascinating. I find the, and again, everything. I've never seen a story move so fast as this. And sometimes you're like, reflecting on something that you did and you can't believe that you did that because you broke quarantine or you less than six feet from somebody. And that was, and you can't believe that you did that. And it was like three days ago. And you're like, yeah. I can't believe I did that three days ago. And three days ago feels like three weeks just because the whole, I mean, we have done one show with a little bit of the, the COVID-19 that we were our anxiety show was done mm -hmm. and we referenced it. I mean, obviously, uh, there was some anxiety there. 
But just listening to some of the things that I said, and, and there was nothing inaccurate per se, but it, there was just a naivete there where we didn't realize that we were all going to be in this imposed quarantine and trying not to leave the house and not touching people and not coming within six feet of one another. And in one week, we're bombarded with new information that and things just change drastically, constantly, every day. Sometimes it felt like every minute something new was happening. And like you said, the difference between this week and last week you know, I was saying to somebody, it, it feels like, you know, you've been punched in the face and then in the stomach and we're all trying to recover from that, yeah. you know? And I think today, actually, I feel like people are starting to shake off that punch in the nose, you know, when your eyes get watery and everything. And I don't know if you've ever been punched in the nose, but people are just kind of shaking off the, the initial blow of this and, and really understanding that this is a real thing and not just some hoax or a thing that's going to come and go. This is here. And whether you believe it's real or not, everything has stopped. And that we have to deal with. As of this recording, the United States of America has more confirmed cases than any other country right now. So we, we've been gone, we've gone from watching something happening in China and potentially, potentially, quote unquote, come here. Uh, then we saw something happening in Italy and felt badly for what was going on over there. And then we had something that was happening here, but we didn't quite, I think, digest the magnitude of it where people were saying, oh, I'm just not going to go to Chinese restaurants. And that was, you know, the racist sort of thing that people were saying. And we... Yeah, were, well, especially when you have a, a president who's saying, oh, it's just one person and it's going to disappear in a week and everything, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, to now this complete lockdown. And I think now more than ever, what are we in the need for? We're in need for our weekly affirmation. Everyone, please take a deep breath in with me. And release. It's real simple, folks. We are here to live it, no matter what it takes. And even in times of crisis, we push through the anxiety, the fear, the doubt, the feeling of not enoughness, and we learn, we adapt, and we grow. And when we need to, we humble ourselves and we seek help because it's important that we lean on one another for balance. Like it or not, we are all in this together. The grind never stops, it never gets easy, and we love it. We love it! And we never stop living it. All right. Here we go. 
So the word of the week. Word of the week. Change. Mm. I mean, everything's changed, right? I don't know of anybody who isn't living in at least some sort of quarantine right now. And you're lucky if you have a job. You're lucky if you're able to work from home. And, you know, working from home has been, for, for me, a challenge. I don't know how it's been for you, Dave, but, I mean, we typically work from home. But I have three kids here now that were wrangling. So change is something that we all have to live with. And by golly, if you don't give in to fear, I think change is not so bad. If you reel in the temptation to hoard and act out worst case scenarios in your mind, I think for me, I've been uh, pretty happy with how the change has, uh, has erupted. Well, even when this is all over, things are never going to be the same. I think that, like you said, when you can look past all the, the mania that's involved with this and just focus on what good can come from this. I mean, this is a chance for us to put the rat race on pause and turn within and be grateful that we're, for one thing, healthy. If you're healthy right now, you should be grateful because there's a lot of people out there who are sick. Some of them are dying. Some of them are just in pain. And this is an opportunity for us to now learn to change and adapt to a new world, a new way of doing things in our personal lives, in our careers, in our relationships, our personal care, how we treat other people, most importantly. I think that this is a great lesson in learning how we treat each other when the you-know-what hits the fan. You know, I think that the crisis, one thing it does is it points out who's living it and who's wasting it, right? We know who's wasting it. We see them on TV loading boxes of toilet paper into the back of their cars. Yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking. So change. We're all living with with change. Probably the easiest word of the week that you've had to come up with (laughs) thus far. Topic of the week, of course, is living under quarantine. Living it under quarantine. That's right. And we actually have a video uh, this week of dealing with one of the many multitude of issues that we could be talking about right now. But it's a fundamental one. And if you're not getting enough of it, then you are going to be more likely to have anxiety you're going to be more likely to make poor decisions and live in fear. And that is, of course, sleep. So yes. uh, in that, we have a video of the week. And this one is called Having Trouble Sleeping? Me Too. Mel Robbins YouTube channel. Mel Robbins. Mel one Robbins. One of our favorites. Yes. On this show. And thank God for Mel Robbins. Just want to say that she's doing a daily live video feed at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. East Coast time. And, you know, just talking about 
living under quarantine and what's going on and giving tips and suggestions on how to deal with different things. And it's, it's quite comforting if you're struggling with things. And it's from a range of topics that we'll probably talk about also on this show. But I would suggest it if you're, you know, if you're having a hard time and want to just maybe feel a little comforted. Yeah. And this one specifically, having trouble sleeping is, is about having trouble sleeping during, specifically during the quarantine. Yeah. And I figured be, before we give them any other suggestions, if they can't sleep, they're not going to want to try it. <laughs> not going to even want to listen to uh, any other suggestions before you get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And this is something that it hasn't been a major problem for me, but I know the other night I was on a bender as far as intaking news. Mm -hmm. I was watching CNN. I was watching MSNBC. I was going back and forth. I constantly have NPR on, you know, listening to it. I was engaging in conversation with people in my locality about the efficacy of this quarantine and the seriousness uh, that we all need to come together as civic duty to not spread this virus mm -hmm. that is deadly to certain populations and uncomfortable, to say the least, for the rest of us. And I could not get to sleep to save my soul. And it was, I mean, it was obvious to me, I was on a high, like a, like a news junkie high of ingesting blue light, ingesting television, ingesting social media. And um, I, I was just sort of stuck. And so this is a perfect video for us if this is happening to you on a nightly basis. So the video of the week. Uh, yeah, like I said, I thought this was a good idea to start with because if we don't have a good sleeping routine, ritual going, we're not going to be able to focus on anything else. So let's try to get that back to a somewhat normal situation. And everyone I've talked to is having this problem. So it seems to be probably a worldwide phenomenon. So we're all uh, completely out of rhythm of our normal lives. That is a given. And we're all dealing with more triggers than we normally deal with because of what's going on in the world. There are some things that Mel goes through to keep yourself in a mode where you're going to get more sleep. And, and number one, it's taking caffeine out of your consumption habits by 3 p.m. Right. I think that's a good idea. I, I <laughs> it's funny she says that because I found myself having a cup of coffee at like 9 p.m. And then I'd be up till three, like working on stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's because our, our routines are all off and we're just yeah. like, it would be, you know, a, a nice cup of Joe would be good. I mean, I'm having right now I'm having caffeinated tea. Well, you, you're going to be up all night. Caffeine and tea doesn't affect me like caffeine and coffee. Okay, coffee. Good. It's not as... And I get affected by caffeine really, yeah. really a, a bit. But like Mel says, you're off your game, you're off your routine. It's easy to 
to get into a rhythm of drinking more caffeine and, let's be honest, more alcohol than you might otherwise uh, imbibe. And yeah, that yeah. could be affecting your sleep. Yeah, and you need to understand that your nervous system is already affected by what's going on, okay? There's, there's a lot of trauma to your nervous system as it is. So adding caffeine to it is only going to excite it more. So just keep that in mind. I know people need it to get through the day, but just watch your intake. Yeah. And talking about watching too much, watching too much TV or social media, it is really easy to get distracted from what you need to do, whether it's doing your work from home or looking for work or applying for unemployment or whatever it might be that you're supposed to be doing and turning on that TV because that TV is always going to have that breaking news and there's going to be some press conference by some, someone that you may want to imbibe on. And you just had some point you have to say enough, enough. And you should give yourself a buffer. Uh, according to Mel, and I think this makes inherent sense of at least a couple hours of turning all that stuff off to let your brain come down from all the information you're ingesting, not mm-hmm. to mention the blue light that has been shown in, in scientific evaluations to excite your, your mind in a way that uh, prevents you from going to sleep. And don't have your phone. We've talked about this in early episodes. Don't have your phone next to your nightstand or next to your bed. Because even when you're not looking at it, it's still activating part of your brain, just sitting next to you. Yeah, the screen lights yeah. up, illuminates the room, you're, you're getting that light. But even when it's not lit up, it, when it's, they found that when it's just sitting there, and it, it doesn't even have to be your phone, they found they could put somebody else's phone next to you, and it activates your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's not well, even on. Well, there you go. The next one. So the next one, begin a nightly ritual or routine that will calm your, your nerves. Do something like maybe take a hot bath or a hot shower, something that is calming and relaxing to you. We have the morning routine right. to get our nervous system going. Now we need the evening routine yeah. to shut it down like a curve, right? You just start slowing down the, the, the brain waves, the little, little gray cells. Uh, and, and in this time of crisis, I think we need to really be proactive in shutting down our nervous system because it is really stimulated right now. Just like you said, with all the news and just what is going on, our, our nervous system is in overdrive. And there could be other things like Mel recommends uh, having a warm caffeine-free beverage, a nice herbal tea. And here's the one that I do. Read before bed. You read a book a couple chapters before you go to bed. That puts your mind into neutral uh, as far as taking in some calm, you know, I'm I'm doing mysteries. I'm doing Agatha Christie mysteries, baby. The one I'm reading now is only $2.99. So it's cost effective. It's, you know, it's an old school yarn, a whodunit right. type of thing. And it was old, it was old man one, Johnson. 
Well, in the farm. I guessed who did it. I guessed who did. I'm like, eh, it was it was old man Johnson. And he would have got away with it not if be- it wasn't for those meddling kids. That's right. That's right. Actually, my one of my daughters is watching a Scooby-Doo movie right now. So. Are you going to explain to them that they're all high? No. I'm reading a book every night and it's it's doing one it's it's calming me during the day. I'm like I'm getting very into it and it's great for bed. I was watching way too much TV the other night. I read some of my book and I fell fast asleep, sleeping like a baby. So there you go. There you go. Way to go. All right. So let's let's get to the five second rule because this is her real big thing that she has. If you wake up in the middle of the night, you can't get to sleep. Well, you know, she has a book called The Five Second Rule. It's a bestseller. So the, what to tell people what it is for for those who are uninitiated or don't remember. So you're in you're in bed, you're you're tossing and turning, you wake up, your mind is racing. Yes. And then you do what? You go five, four, three, two, one. And that's supposed to draw all the focus into the prefrontal lobe, the prefrontal cortex. So, so you go five, four, three, two, one. Very good, David. You did that perfect. I, I could count I could count backward with, with the best. And it focuses your prefrontal cortex, which gives you immediate control of what you think next. And so what do you do next? So after you count from five, it brings the focus to your prefrontal cortex, which gives you immediate control of what you think next. Okay. So now that you've had, you have control of that, what you're going to think next is you're going to visualize in your mind the place you are most excited about going to when this quarantine coronavirus lockdown is finished. Aha! Somewhere peaceful, tranquil. Visualize. Imagine you being there, feeling, smelling, tasting, hearing the sounds transport yourself like uh, you were on the Enterprise and you got to go wherever you wanted to go. Beam me down, Scotty. There you go. Beam yourself there. And you, she says you'll start to feel your anxiety lessen and your mind start to calm and quiet down. Because if you just sit there with your thoughts, you'll drive yourself crazy. Well, that's the thing. You got to say to yourself, I do now is not the appropriate time for me to be having these thoughts. And if you're arguing with yourself as whether or not you should be dealing with them right now and you think it's important for you to deal with, then whip out a piece of paper that you keep next to your your bed, write down what the issue is that you need to be dealing with and say, okay, tomorrow at an appropriate time after I've gotten the needed amount of sleep for me to be an effective person, I will deal with it. So I'm not, so you're not running away from something, Mm -hmm. but you're also dealing with it at an appropriate time because now is when you're in the middle of the night, that's the time for sleep. And so that's what you should be doing. Don't wind yourself up with your thoughts. So that's Mel's advice for trying to get more sleep. 
We have our two cents. Ah, we got some live it or waste it suggestions. Live it or waste it originals, baby. Be mindful of your thoughts, which kind of is a good transition from what we were just saying regarding um, Mel Robbins and laying there in bed with your thoughts. Be mindful of your thoughts because maybe the reason why you're not sleeping is because you have these things that are coming up that you've been suppressing. And so listen to what's going on in your head. Like David said, write it down, but don't ignore it. And don't just blow it off as if, you know, it's, it's just something that's going to pass. These are things that you need to deal with. If you're experiencing these thoughts in a frantic manner, then you have to check yourself. Or I think you should. Yeah. Because... It is easy with the amount of news that's coming out of us. It's easy with the unknowns that are coming toward us. What, 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 is, it, what is it going to be like in two weeks? Uh, nobody knows. Two weeks, two days. Two days. Nobody knows what it's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, things have been changing that much. If you get your anxiety up in, 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 in a huff, if you're finding that you're frantic, in looking for toilet paper or reading social media or whatever, that's the time to be mindful of what you're thinking and how you're thinking it. And take a deep breath, do a stretch, write a list, do all these sorts of things that we've been talking about in the past to get yourself to a centered place where you're not freaking out. Remember, we talked about stay in the green. Get out of the red, stay in the green. The green is good. Next up, we have create new routines. You have to. Everything's different. Everything's upside down, topsy-turvy. So your previous routine may not cut the mustard anymore. Shift it around. As we were talking about it, change is the word of the week. You got to embrace the change because the change is what's happening. You can't change the fact that it's changing. And the last suggestion, reach out to others. See if they're okay. Ask for help if you're struggling. Be mindful. Everybody's going through this. And, and also be understanding when, when people are, are having a hard time, you know, and understand that, that they're dealing with the same problems you are. So, so when you're trying to, you know, get your refund for your airline tickets or something like that, don't scream at the people who are trying to figure out how to give you your money back. They're worried about family members and their own health too. Yeah, and especially people, and again, the people that we're going to be dealing with face-to-face most likely are people that work at grocery stores. Right. Right? So these folks don't make a lot of money and yet they're on the front line of a pandemic and everybody who is questionably sick or not is interacting with folks at the grocery store. So understand that these folks are probably under a lot of stress. They're thankful for having their jobs, but they're not thankful of, you know, being on the front lines of an, of a pandemic. Right. So have some human decency when you're asking them when the toilet paper is coming, because they probably don't, don't know. Exactly. Right, 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 
So please share any tips that you have that may help get us through this crisis. We want to hear it. And let us know what you thought of this episode. And join us next week when we continue to talk about living it under the quarantine. And of course, as always, remember to subscribe and share. Share, share, share. Especially now, if you're on social media, come to the Live It or Waste It page. Tell us how you're living it under quarantine. We're uh, interested. You could leave us a video message if if you're inclined to do something like that. That would be really great uh, to Fancy. hear from you. Fancy. That's what people are doing now. They're making video messages, just like Mel Robin. So join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page. And if you haven't been there, just go to Facebook and search Live It or Waste It Now. And if you want to start a podcast because you have nothing better to do, that's awesome. If you live on the eastern side of the country, you could come to me, someonetalkedmedia.com. Or you can come to me on the west coast. Because everything is going virtual, baby. Winedesigns.com. W-E-I-N Designs. And the number one thing that I think we should all be thankful for is that this virus has come, it causes flu-like symptoms, but not zombieism. Yes, although you would think the way some people are acting, it is a zombie uh, uh, virus. If it was a zombie apocalypse, Tom Hanks would now be a zombie. There would be zombie Tom Hanks. Yes. Zombie... Tom Hanks. Yeah. Is so, there anything thank- more depressing than zombie Tom Hanks? So we've averted that calamity. This has been a production of someone talked media.com.